Hey everyone, it's Tom here, back again with Alpha Metallica. We are racing through 72 seasons, and today we are tackling Sleepwalk My Life Away from the latest Metallica album, and it's going to be myself and a guest, and just before we introduce them and we start dissecting this track... Of course, you can get in touch with me, MetallicaPodAgema.com. You can help support us on Patreon. We are a week ahead over there and other episodes coming out as well. So, um, yeah, if you want to hear, uh, if you want to hear Lux Eterna right now, is that Lux Eterna? It's, uh, actually, You Must Burn. Sorry, I'm recording these a little out of sequence, but You Must Burn. That was a great episode as well, uh, with Aaron. So, uh, go support us on Patreon. You can listen right now. Go back through the archive as well. If you're new, if you just hopped on and you started listening with the new album, go back and check out all the old episodes, all the guests that I've had recently on as well. All lives, just any, any episode, you know, go back and check out any episode. Go out and check out number 27, whatever that is. Even if it's Fixer, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, so yeah, I'm very proud of the archive but as i say we have had a lot of episodes we have covered a lot of songs we've had a lot of people from a lot of countries and uh you know today i have a frenchman and we've spoke about uh, reload we spoke about snm and today i'm very happy it's going to be 72 seasons aurelian how's it going sir oh pretty good tom it's a very an honor and a pleasure to be back on the podcast no, after so many years it's been it's been a like it feels about <laughs> 72 seasons of you know a lot a lot a lot has, a lot has changed but um you know a lot has stayed the same as well like you and metallica like is that something that's been a constant uh i have to say not really i think i've saw metallica the last time in august 2019 okay yep you more or less wrap up your uh, your <sighs> journey for the songs the that mm-hmm. Yes, at the end of 2019, and then uh, I'm a huge uh, Pearl Jam fan, so I yes, I would say from 2020 to 2022, I was more into the, the Pearl Jam fandom. But uh, it's very good to and great to to have some new songs from Metallica. So I kind of let's say keep an eye on them, but not uh, I was not heavily in the in the fandom and so on. But it's really good to to have them back and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Hopefully in a few days I will I will see them live uh, in Paris. So it's uh, ah, yeah. Okay. yeah, so it's a good good time to 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 dig back uh, in all Metallica's album and discover the new the very last very latest uh, opus. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean you mentioned Pearl Jam then. I mean just quickly Gigaton. I I really enjoyed actually. I wouldn't say it's like yes. you know, one of the great Take the Long Way for me is is a personal tune there. Really big fan of that one. Yeah, I think they they kind of try some new sure some new stuff. They they being a bit more adventurous and uh, and uh, the, the the songs live were really really were very well played and mm-hmm. well received by by the fan base. So no, it was a a very very nice album, and I would say as with Metallica with seventy two season, it's it's nice to see. Uh, I would say on my side with. These are bands I've discovered in 1991, 1992, and it's yeah. really, it's it, it's it's uh, crazy to think that 30 years later, I'm still uh, they're still releasing new <laughs> new music, and I'm still listen, listening to them. I mean, yeah, but we're not a Pearl Jam. Po- I mean, I think there's probably as many Pearl Jam podcasts as there are Metallica podcasts. They're one of those bands, like you know, they're like yeah, sure. Kiss so they, or... they have been, yes, there have been a peak in Pearl Jam podcasts, but some have. Uh, I've ended so right now. I think there are maybe five or six that are const- mm. constantly releasing uh, 
new stuff, but uh, yes, you feature on Live on Four Legs uh, years ago, so yes. we are still uh, we are still up and running. That's a brilliant podcast, yeah, live Pearl Jam podcast with Randy and John is on there. I haven't listened yes. for a long time, but yeah, yeah, so that, yeah, good show. Good He's show. still John Farrell. Yeah. yeah, and single, sure. po- single podcast theory as well. Brad B's coming on the show very soon. So, you know, oh, yeah, so, yeah. So, always a pleasure. Let, let, yeah. But um, as I say, you know, this is this is Metallica time now. And Sleepwalk My Life Away. So let's just get into the song. It's the fourth song. I mean, up, up front, front street with you, Aurelian. Like, is this too enter Sandman-y or is that just an element that you're fine with? Um, I think when I, when they release the, the album track four, usually it's a bit different, you know, if you mm. take a look at the past metallic album and I would say this time track four doesn't sound very much different from the rest of the album. It's, um, I would say it's a uh, track four on uh, the last album was Muff into the flame. If I'm not, uh, I'll, I'll take your word for things. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah probably so that's that's one of my favorite songs so Mm. so no i really like this song because i think the first three songs are maybe more i i kind of it's for me it's more a throwback to the to the 80s and 90s metallica and this fourth track sounds more like what they released in the in the early 2000s for me it's it has a kind of a load feeling a kind of king nothing feeling in it Mm -hmm. so that's that's what I would pair the song with. So, uh, but I really, I really enjoyed, ex- especially the, you know, the the, the opening, the, the intro with mm-hmm. the bass, the, the bass, the drums, the riff, some big, some slides from uh, from Kirk. It's a, it's a nice, I would say, break after the free first song, which we are, which are more, let's say, uh, straight to a, to the point. I would say. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the reason I say Sam Manny is because it's like you know, not only do we have this riff slowly building out of the bogmire, and then we just you know release into it fifty seconds in. It's almost like the verse riff as well. I mean, I, I know riffs come from very you know samey place or whatever, but it's just kind of the note choice there. I'm not saying James is self plagiarizing, but it's just a little bit reminiscent. But I suppose <laughs> you know, you like the intro. I don't mind the intro because I do like the main riff. Don't get me wrong. I, I when the main riff kicks in. Uh, you know, this kind of gnarled immigrant song, you know, F sharp sort of thing. Like, you know, it, it works for me. It's just a little too long. It's like, even the fact that James does that kill switch volume thing and Kirk just kind of like does like some absent strums like up and some like, you know, whatever, some dead strings. It just, it just kind of reeks to me of like time wasting. It's like, just, I don't know. We don't need like 55 seconds of this. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Strangely, but that's what I like in the intro because I picture myself uh, in the venue seeing them live with sure. an extended uh, intro. So I mean, I agree. Maybe they, they could have trimmed a little bit the intro and uh, keep it keep it this long for the live uh, for live rendition. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I have to disagree. I I love the I love the buttons, the slide, and so on. So I, because uh, yeah, I think it's if you if you let's say listen to the album on vinyl it's the first track on the of b side of the first uh, mm-hmm. of the first disc so you know you you kind of back to you know you have just returned the you have flipped the disc and you are you are in a new let's say new section of song so i i like the way that for me it's an intro 
for this song, but also for the three the three songs of this side of, uh, of the <laughs> I vinyl. I appreciate that. That's like very conceptual, and it's not something I've ever considered really. To be honest, I just kind of you know I listen to the squidgy MP3 that's on shuffle in my ears, like. But 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 I get it definitely. It's just and I like the riff. Don't grow the down and 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 it's got like a nice gnarl to it. I really like the the resolve when it comes back, uh, the kind of chromatic thing. And I like long songs, don't get me wrong. I've recently got into Soft Machine, this British prog band from the 60s. I don't know if you're familiar, kind of Pink Floydy kind of thing. But, you know, they have this song called Facelift on their third album. It opens the album. It's 17 minutes long. It's like mostly an organ solo of like two notes, but it's actually great. Like, you know, so I do like long shit, but I just, okay, this is cool. You know, we go through, whatever. Getting into the verse now. James still sounding absolutely incredible on this record. And this man can just sing against any riff. Like, I'm not saying pure alchemy happens here with the melody and the riff. But I just, he's, he's phrasing yet again, the teasing way, this like, like rasp here. This vintage of James vocally, Aurelian, to me, I, I'm a big fan. Yes, same for me. And I would say that the, the, produ- the production on the album is incredible from start to finish. Oh. So you you very like you James is, is incredible, but for this song I also really like the fact that you can really hear the bass. I think maybe more yeah. than on the previous album. I don't know. Maybe I should go back to to Hardwire. But I first thing um, that I had in mind when I listened to to this this album and this song. But okay, I can hear the bass distinctly, and I really like like the the sound of it. So. I like the fact that for in this song you can hear all the musicians, you can hear who is playing what. It's it's crystal clear, and uh, James is incredible. I would say, and I I have to say that in in preparation of this uh, this episode, I I've mm. just take a take a short look at the um, at the live rendition because they played this song in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and I was very impressed by the fact that it was a very 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 close to the album version because yeah. I. I can one of my fears was okay. It sounds incredible on the album, but what? How will it turn out to be in a live settings? And for so they they play this song in, in Amsterdam, and even with a let's say a shitty video on YouTube, it's sure. uh, James was uh, pristine. So. No, 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 I've been I, I've been watching quite a few of those live things as well. I didn't catch the performance for this song, but just like snake pit footage. And it is insane where they'll be at the microphone where James is singing and you can hear the speakers behind you in the stadium picking up his singing. But because he's in front of you, you can just hear him sing like kind of like acoustically right yeah, amid this crowd. Everyone's quiet. It's it, yeah, it's fucking spellbinding. And this song, you know, for me, I think. There's certain cliches uh, riven throughout it that just, I, I, I don't know, they, they, they dishearten me slightly. The, the pre-chorus, should I fall down, would you come around? Like, again, it's a little simplistic. And melodically as well, I just find it's a very classic kind of downbeat thing that's then going into more of the triumphant charge of the chorus. Yes, fully agree. I think the, the pre-chorus for me, is, it's a transition. It's, it's nothing more, but it's... Uh, the riff's still kind of cool underneath the... Nah, 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 nah. Like, I, I still kind of like it, you know. Het's still doing stuff it, there, like. Yeah, sure. And then um, with this song, and I would say with the album, um, what I also like is the fact that the, the song sounded, I would say, to my ears, less disjointed. In some, in Sometimes, in let's say, for example, on uh, Death Magnetic, 
you, oh, yeah. you, you have the feeling, okay, they, they like this riff and this riff and this riff, this riff, they put them together, they, they mix it. And I would say the, the, the flow between the different parts seems better on this album, uh-huh. I would say. And especially on, on this song. But for me, this song is a, it's really sound like a classic, a classic Metallica song. So it, it will, it's not, it will not be my favorite song on the album, but it's, for me, it's a very solid track. And I would say that it's really, I think it's really made for for the live uh, for for live sitting. No, no, I absolutely agree because it has that chug, it has that kind of panoramic appeal, and in the chorus, like you say, there is that classic element, there is that pedal point, and I do like uh, you know the shift into the chorus and that kind of upward swing, and I do quite appreciate the chorus. I will say, I like the kind of pixies heavy loud, the the wake me going into more like caught in the spell, I'm dreaming. Like it's got this kind of nice reverie kind of feel to it. It's yeah. got this sing song kind of dreaming kind of kind of element to it the Hetfield's just you know I mean he's capable of so many different shades you know melodically and I like it I just I I feel like it's a flaw of a lot of the album for me there's certain moments where for as as much as it likes to languish and and lounge you know it sometimes shoves too much in and I feel like the the phrasing of sleepwalk my life away at the end of this quite short chorus really for such a long song it just feels a little garbled to me i don't know it just feels like it doesn't quite fit it feels like there should be more of a you know more of a stage for this statement sleep walk my life away i don't know yeah sure fully agree there's a it, i would say on the first the first time i listened to the song i was kind of a little bit bugged by the the, the last sentence of the chorus but mm. uh, after several listings i i get used to it so i think uh, but i I had to say that I'm I'm someone who needs uh, lots of listening session to to fully uh, sure. enjoy an album. I would say so far, the, the, I've been able to listen to the album maybe six or seven times. It's still made too few for me to, to I mean, fully yeah. grasp uh, to, to fully grasp it. I think I think this is the problem. Yeah, not the problem, but I mean, maybe it's a good excuse to revisit this album again in a year because we are doing this in the correct, you know, direct blast radius critically. Uh, yes, of, but, of, that, of it just coming but out. That, that, yeah, but but it has a different value because you of have a, a a snapshot of what you really feel first, let's say, first time, and it could be different the next in the next time. I remember, for example, uh, Death Magnetic was an album that I had a hard time to listen to sure. when it was released. And I think in the past years, I did not listen to Metallica a ton, but most mm. of the time I, I went back to uh, to this album because I say, okay, I know that I did not pay the attention that the album needed at the time. So, so yes, yeah, sometimes you need some time to discover it. And I would say sometimes yeah. you, you are, I would say in my case, if I'm, I would say... Uh, right from the from the top uh, heavily into a song i will listen to it countless time and sometimes oh i'm God. feeling uh, you know after maybe two or three months ago you're kind of feeling okay i want to listen to something else so i <laughs> i like the, the slow the slow burn no no i i mean yeah i've been going for a huge jonathan richmond phase i don't know if anyone knows the modern lovers but uh, yeah, certain songs of his I've listened to like probably like hundreds of times in the last month or so. Just you know those tunes, I agree, they just become ingrained, and less so here. But still, for me, I think there are these moments in the tune that I do really, really enjoy. Uh, you know, that are littered through it. Unfortunately, um, I'm going to have to talk about the, 
the the solo a little bit here or anything. And, and I I forget if you're like a are you like a solo guy because some people don't really like care about guitar solos. I don't mean that in a dispiriting way, but you know what I mean, like. Yeah, I'm no, I I'm not a so not like Mike McCready. Not a, you're not like hanging off his every fucking like make no, me cry, no, no, Mike. I, I, like. I, I, no, no. To be honest, I'm more Stone Gossard. Uh, no, no. Stone's my guys. favorite Pojo member as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always. Sure. No, yeah. I would say because um, with Kirk, I have. How, how can I say it? I don't have. I have no more real expectation of my solo. I think I kind of knew beforehand what will come after. So, some wawa, some uh, some shredding. Sure. What I like with this solo is the fact that it. It's, it is kind of defining in three part because you you have a riff with uh, Kurt uh, soloing not too fast and then you have a key change on the on the rhythm guitar mm-hmm. and then Kurt is adjusting his uh, playing style to the key change and then you back to the first uh, let's say uh, uh, background uh, guitars and then the the solo, the solo is adjusting once again so what I like with this solo is more the interaction between the rhythm guitar and the lead guitar and I would say not the lead guitar as such. I would say one of my, I would say so far in my listening of seven mm. to season, the thing that I'm missing the most is the, um, the, the, the dual guitar lead, you know, the, some, some sure. harmonics. Yeah, there isn't much of that. No, you're right. That's, that's, that's pretty sparsely yeah, I think around. That, yes, there's a bit in Room of Mirrors, for example. In a Marata, so, I think, delves a little into that world. But... Yeah, so I, I kind of yeah. miss, uh, let's say, uh, I would like to have a, a bit more of a Iron Maiden, you know, throwback with uh, <laughs> yeah, some... with dual guitars. Blood so Brothers, this is like, the thing that, yeah. Yeah, I'm missing maybe a bit in this album, but for this solo, I would say it's... Uh, yeah, it's 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 fitting the song. It's not it's not uh, for me. It's not something which seems to have been written uh, completely outside of the songs and put it, put it in the song. But I really like the the dialogue between the the two guitars with the with the two key key change. Yeah, I mean, you know, Het does that, and I think he's kind of the safety net that allows this to kind of pass the muster. Because again, I don't. I mean, Kirk starts with these very standard shapes. And again, I know it's a fretboard. You can only do so much of it, but it's just that 7-9. Any guitarist will know what I'm talking about. That bog standard shape that he's obsessed with. And we get six bars of him just sort of hammering on for a bit and bending and then just picking out every note of this, you know. It's, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just a little baffling, really. And, you know, and then rather than having any, like, structural scaffolding and just trying to connect one part to the next, Kirk like a fearless Mark Rabot, he just sort of descends clumsily from up on the fretboard, and that is when Het changes his chords and whatever. And it's just, I don't know, we get this descending sequence twice for some reason. Uh, you know, we get the sort of end of a solo where you normally, you know, you get those double stop bends, which is normally like the fireworks yeah. and the epilogue, and it's just a bit kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know if Kirk's like post-solo now, and it's like ironic for the sake of it, but I've just... I, it's 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 not it's not what I want from a solo. I have to I have to be. Uh, I, I think I've been quite clear there. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I would say for me, it's as if he, you know, as I said, it's you. You know what you get. And you you do. You you, <laughs> you, do. you will not get anymore. But I would say, okay, but yeah, well, okay. I feel I I can understand when you are playing solo for so many years in a in a with a kind of a met, in a metal a metal band you. You cannot revi- revisit yourself, so maybe I would like him sometimes to be may- maybe more adventurous with uh, 
with a breakdown or some effects or try to to, to bring something different but uh, you know it's an old band they're old it, guys yeah. and I'm also old so <laughs> that's fine. it's part of it it's no I mean and, and again as disparaging as I am to Kirk, again, go back. I, you know, I swear to you guys, go back. I have said nice things about the guy, and I, you know, there are good stuff in this song as well. Like again, I keep, I think, I keep finding in these songs that my favourite moments of the songs aren't even riffs. They're just little melodies that Het does. Like you know, even the in the verse second, the can't comprehend it. It's just like I don't think you've ever heard him say comprehend in the same way. I don't think you've ever heard him say volcanic. And they're just like this is these certain words that in in, in the Het lex. That, that i think are fantastic and he you know he, he really yeah. lifts uh this this material for me and really gives it a soul and an ignition and an energy um we haven't really spoken about uh lars at all what are your thoughts on lars in the track um so i like the intro so i like the yeah. way uh, there's a lot of tom in the intro um i would say it's maybe maybe the, i'm okay so i have i have I have played bass and guitar, and I've mm. also sung when I was young. I've never played drums, so it's always uh, yeah, yeah. harder for me to really comprehend. S- same, but, actually, same. Yeah, so for me, it's you know, there's only a few a few bands uh, for which I can say, okay, I the drummer is doing something else. I would take an example. I'm a huge fan of uh, Mastodon because I oh, think yeah. the drummer has a very distinctive style of playing. Uh, but with, I would say. With Hardwire, I don't have a, a um, I don't remember myself saying oh, I really like this drum part and so on. But for this uh, this album, I I paid more attention to the drums. Maybe it's due to the production, uh, but I re- really like the sound and the way Lars is interacting with with the bands. And maybe because I can hear the bass more clearly, then I, I can better isolate the bass and the and the drumming so it's uh, i i enjoy more what i heard because in, in sometimes i when you can't really hear the bass sometimes you oh, <laughs> it is for me you don't really know if it's a bass if it's a drum so i like the way he's playing and coming back again to what i've a little snippet of the live rendition of the song that i've seen he seemed to be really really on point oh yeah oh yeah no no no, no. He, he's he's match fit undeniably and and yeah, he's he's pretty magnificent throughout this song. It's just, I I, I don't know. Again, it's the uh, it's it's more the, the the structure itself, I suppose, that that I take umbrage yes. with. But though there are again elements that I do like. There are riffs that I do like. They haven't spoke about yet. Like there is the uh the, the post the sort of the I guess you call it like the, it's kind of it's not really the bridge riff, but it's like the post yeah. post second chorus, which again is anchored on that F sharp note, that fourth note on the G string, which comes from the main riff as well. I like how that's a through line, and I like that riff as well. I like that it's just. There's not really much going on, but it keeps going back to that. It keeps going back to that note slightly higher up. It reminds me a little bit of uh, "Here Comes Revenge" as well, which is yeah. a song that has really grown on me. I must say, even in the past like year, I was like, I actually love this tune. I was like, it kind of crept up on me. I was like, no, this is a good, good song. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there are these moments, and then after the solo as well, we get into that quite sludgy like great southern trend kittle kind of, you know what I mean? That kind of slow het riff. Like, I quite like it. Yeah, I for, for me it's one of the highlights of the song. So yeah. I, it's it's written in full caps in my notes. <laughs> I really like the no because I think um, I like I like the when Metallica gets a little sludgy and slower. Mm. So that's so that's why I, I really like this part when they 
I think when when they, they I I think they should. Okay, so you know you have the, the fast Metallica and the kind of sludgy Metallica are more on, yeah. on the sludgy side. So, but I really like when they are trying to play more slowly and because it sounds more more loud for me. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And and just um just another thing. Sorry on the the title itself. Um, I feel. Again, I, I was more saying it was clumsy kind of wording in terms of the chorus than it's... I mean, it's a, it's an okay title for me. It's like, you know, I, I appreciate the kind of inference or whatever. And it does remind me again, the similarities to Sandman there. Sleepwalk, Sandman, you know, Sonambulant, Slumber, that kind of... You know, that, that's kind of James's Ken, that's James's themes. But um, what, what do you think of the t- title? And, and I guess the lyrics as well, right? Like, what, what, what do you see the themes being explored there? Yeah, so there's a lot of songs with sleepwalk in the title that I like. So that's why when I see the track listing, I was attracted to this one. Mm. So uh, I don't know if you like this band, but uh, for example, uh, do you know Bring Me the Horizon? Oh, I, I do. I'm sure I, you do. Ollie, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, so there's a song called Sleepwalking, which is pretty great. And then you have a sleepwalk capsule from at the drive-in. So there's mm. a lot of songs with okay. sleepwalk that I like. So no, I, I really like the... Um, but I like the title. When it comes to the lyrics, uh, as you can hear, as, as, as everybody can hear, I'm not a native English speaker, so no. I kind of took the, 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 the lyrics from from what I've understood from it. It's very kind of kind of straight to the point. Uh, speaking of someone uh, living a life so monotonous that he he can basically do everything by sleepwalking. And being in my mid 40s, sometimes it's it's what I feel <laughs> when I have to. Sometimes uh, I have to to drive uh, one hour and a half to work, and sometimes I'm I'm just in front of the office saying, "Okay, wh- but what I've done during the past one hour yeah, and a yeah. half?" It's as I was in a kind of a strange mode when you're you're awake, but you're not really uh, mm-hmm. feeling the things. You're you're on a automatic mode. So I was uh, I was also wondering how, let's say, big big famous people like. Uh, like James Edfield can have the same feeling because on my side sometimes you 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 have a, you, you you go to work it's it's not the same thing every day but it's kind of one day's kind of looking to to the day before and I was wondering if even as a rock star you you have to deal and I'm sure with Metallica is a big machine you will probably have to deal with a lot of uh, business stuff and back office stuff and so on and I think maybe even as a rock star you in a big machine such Metallica sometimes you you're just feeling bored and every day kind of looks the same as the one before so I don't know so uh-huh, uh-huh. If maybe I, I meet a, a rock star one day maybe that's something I could discuss no no so, I, li- I, I like it I like it and I lyrically you know I I, I accuse Het of maybe just being a little stock uh, you know as the band I want to be but some of this I do quite like it reminds me of like Emily Dickinson poetry or something this take a deep waking breath hope the blood arrives like hoping the blood arrives after your waking breath is actually kind of metal and kind of like a cool image that I appreciate and burn my eyes with the sun and pretend I'm alive like how do you read that yeah, for me, it's just uh, a way to see... Uh, is nature, is do... that like... Is it like, you know, hunting for hair? I mean, maybe. No, I kind of feeling that sometimes you you want to, to, to harm yourself just to prove that you're still alive. So, mm. I don't know. Maybe, 
maybe a few years ago I listened to too much to to got Goffith lyrics and something like that, but right. something I'm really reminiscing. But uh, no, I really see that. Okay, what? Okay, I, I really feel like the, the let's say the, the protagonist in this story is, has to 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 do something crazy, not crazy, but has to to look at the sun just to make sure that it will hurt to 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 just be sure that he's still alive. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so it. Yeah, I kind of yeah. For me, it's very really kind of took the lyrics as let's say someone with a routine, a monotony, something like that. I I don't know if there's a another way to interpret the song, but that I really I, take it at 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 face value. Yeah, itself. no, I I I I've seen readings, you know, about it being about depression, you know, and sort of that feeling like you aren't actually alive, like every day is the same, you know, and the kind of sleepwalk my life away is kind of encapsulating the feeling of like letting your life slip by as you but of course you know these things are manifesting yeah. and, that, and and you know that that's i mean sure that doesn't that's fine you know and it can be anything it wants one of the things that interests me however lyrically aurelian i don't think i don't know if this has been pointed out yet i'm not going to claim that i've like discovered this because it's hiding in plain sight but i'm pretty certain there's a cthulhu lovecraft reference in the second verse uh, shouting at the shapes of the nameless no ones. Now the nameless one is uh, from the mythos. So I mean, am I reading too deep there, or no? I have no knowledge of Lovecraft. Oh, okay. I have to admit, I've never aside from <laughs> Call of yeah. yeah, sure, um, yeah. So I maybe it's but like so, so you're. I mean, you maybe metallicapolitiver.com. Yeah. Let me know if you uh, <laughs> if you think that, but uh, but but yeah, I mean. Do, do you but think, maybe I yeah. was wondering, was there always a reference to a Lovecraft uh, book or something like that in every album? No, I don't think in every album. Because Well, there is in Master and obviously Ride. And then we have, isn't it like, ah, oh, you're testing me now. What is it? Uh, <laughs> is it like All Nightmare Long, right? Invokes yes, the, so. the hounds and stuff. Yeah, so the hellhounds yes. and whatnot so i don't think it's everyone but it's like it's it's near enough it's near enough so i'm you know but yeah this this you know the tune carries on and it is again fairly lengthy and i do appreciate the kind of at the end of the solo james's chords come crashing in and then we you know kind of follow the song through to its logical conclusion again it's a pretty breathless yeah. number like this is it's an interesting album, right? In the sense that there isn't really light and shade. It's like pretty much all the songs are like this song. You know, they are a breakneck, you know, white knuckle kind of riff fest. Yeah, that's what I take from this album. It's a very cohesive album, I think. And um, there is no, when I listen to the album as a whole, no songs really stand out of uh, at, at the first at, at the first listen, which is normally a good thing for me because uh, once a song stands out too too much then you take less attention to the other so i think with this album i think this this is an album that you that you have to 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 listen lots of time to to really appreciate but it it's crazy what i like with this uh with what they did with this album and with this song is in particular i think they very succeeded in um uh i would say there's a lot of let's say throwbacks to the Kiremol era to the Black Album era to mm. the Load era, they succeeded in having throwbacks, 
but uh, it's but by but with a nice mix. You know, you don't have a, you. Okay, you, I, I don't know how to have to to phrase it properly, but I think that they have they found the, the good balance between throwbacks to yeah the old Metallica, but still in a in a modern way with a nice production. So I think they already found a, a good balance. So once again, maybe it's due to the producer. Maybe they I don't know if they if it's intentional on on their side to to do something like that but on the album you definitely you can definitely hear some kill em all uh, stuff you hear some load stuff so i like the, the, the fact that it blend the blend is very nice yeah so it's very yeah no it's like uh it's like one of those casks of black and whiskey you know they, they just manage to get all the uh all the sweeteners right but as always guys we reach out uh, to you and we want you to reach out to us at metallica pod on twitter and we like to hear your quick thoughts on the song that being sleepwalk my life away nick says it grew on me for sure i love the intro and chorus has a cool banger riff after the solo nice connection to enter sandman ralph says i love the groovy bass and drums intro to the song followed up quickly by some hetfield riffage and some cool pick scrapes a la van halen's hot for teacher the song has a nice bounce to it as well especially in the middle section pretty standard but tasty kirk solo lyrics are pretty straightforward and finally jarvis says for me one of the best songs on the album i love it when they groove and hetfield's an aggressive shouting for wake me i think it says a lot about their recent output it's better when they keep it driving forward with less dry jarring changes like moth the jumping about ruins the flow any um final thoughts aurelian on, on this tune um no final thoughts i would say um we've said a lot it's a nice it's a nice tune i think it's really made for live mm-hmm I'm not sure it's an instant classic, so we'll see. So they debuted it uh, in Amsterdam, so I, I guess it it will probably be one of the staple of the, let's say at least the European leg. So we'll see is how this... the, the song the song develop. Mm-hmm. But, uh, is, yeah. is the song it's a, is the song um, in your top three favorite of the album? Um, at this moment um, in time, we're, you know, still no, very. No, I would say no. Okay. Yeah, no, I like yes, I like more more. Uh, you must burn. Mm. Uh, in a and a room of mirrors. But it will probably change because I needed to listen more to the album. I would say so far, I'm mo- I'm more into the second half of the album than on the first. But half. seventy-two seasons might be the best song though. I, I, yes, sure. It sure. kind it's, of it's, like it's it's the best songs, but I. Maybe it's not the no lux love songs that yeah so yeah it's I mean there's a lot there's a lot I mean and again it is uh you know it's an hour and seventeen minutes so there's a lot there's a lot of albums yeah chew sure on. it's a lot album but I am really looking forward to what they will do or not do with uh, Inamorenta mm-hmm. I don't know if if it's, if it's something only for the album and they will never play it or if at one point they will try to to, to debut it or to play it live so. We'll see, but uh, oh, I think it's a, it's a, it's definitely a nice album, uh, especially for a, bo- a band that has so many years behind behind them. So, and it's uh, yeah, that's what I, as I said before. So I, I would say I'm, I'm more into Pearl Jam because they live. It's uh, they play oh, different set list yes. every night. And so yes. so I'm more into the, the live stuff of of Pearl Jam. But what I like with Metallica is. Um, is uh, how professional where they are and how they are um, 
they, there's always something that they are working on, they are releasing. You know, when it's not an album, it's a specific tour. When it's not a tour, it's a movie. It's, uh, you know, they're working on so many stuff. I'm yeah. very impressed by the way they are managed once again to find balance. So they are keeping the Metallica running, but not in the key style when they are everything is branded with uh, Metallica. I think they really found the the the, the fine line. Sorry, oh, the fine line between... The power uh, of Metallica right there. Yeah, sorry. Right through. <laughs> Lost my um, I think they really found the fine line between uh, keeping the machine running but not mm. uh, over-exploiting uh, their, their legacy. No, no, very well said. Yeah, I've often thought that, that you know... Metallica are like one of the all-time world bands. Like they just do things on a scale, you know, with such professionalism, as you say, with such a plumb that you know other bands just couldn't even imagine. So, yes, this has been you know, another great deep dive. I want to urge people, especially, to go back and listen to the episodes that me and Aurelian have done before uh, on Unforgiven Two, where we do discuss the weird bloopy Skype sound that got captured on the recording for some reason. And yeah, I need to go back and listen to that. But anyone familiar, well, if you listen close, I think it's in the chorus. It's like, bloopy, this weird, like, and it's there, folks. It's there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and also check out the Minus Human. And you, have you been on um, Live on Four Legs, like myself? I think you have, right? Uh, yes, yeah. I've been two or three times, or but a uh, long time ago. Because okay. uh, right now, they, they, are, they are in the beginning of a podcast. They have some guests quite frequently. And uh, as you know, it's... It, it could be a nightmare to to book guests and so on. So no, there sure. it's there are less guests than in the past. So no, it's my first time on a podcast since the last time we discussed in September two thousand and nineteen. So wow, <laughs> a long oh, time. Wow, yeah. wow. <laughs> long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah, hell of a long time ago. But you know, regardless, it has been a delight, my friend. And I want to again urge people to get in touch with us as well i'm doing a lot of urging this episode uh patreon is also there if you want to listen to the next episode of the show right away uh, in this case that is you must burn one of aurelian's favorites in his top yeah. three and uh that, that was a great chat with aaron of ridiculous rock record reviews so yeah i've been tom again um you know spotify itunes all that sort of stuff aurelian what about yourself is there anything you'd like to promote or no, nothing to promote. No. Just, just Alphabetalica is an awesome podcast. Aye. It's really great to, to, to have you back because uh, I have to say that I really miss, uh, uh, you know, when you finally reach the end of the... Oh my when God. you came yeah. to, to the last song at the time, so you released some bonus episode. But uh, it was... Uh, no, it's really nice to to have you back and I was delighted to to, to listen to the 70 season uh, episode yes. and I'm looking forward to, for the next one. Oh no, 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 thank you, thank you sir and uh, and yeah, yeah, it was You Really Got Me was the last one and then yeah. then technically we had to come back because S&M 2 came out and then we had to cover Iron Foundry so, yeah. you know, but but yeah, that was pretty much the conclusion. So again guys, I want to just shout out Aurelian and the episodes that we've done before and uh, this was a great episode as well. Uh, subscribe to the show, tell a friend about the show and we'll be back for the next edition next week on You Must Burn. I've been your host Tom and Aurelian, thank you again. Thank you Tom. <laughs>